up our hands and quit. But you know, <clears throat> if we will endure, we can be sure of all these that beset us in this world, those that choose to go after the pleasures of this world, no matter how much it might buffet us in this life, when this life is over, we will be done with them. If our heart's right with God, never again to have any dealings with anybody like that. And that's the best way to escape the evil. You know, um, people don't realize it, but what's going on in Israel today could bring about the last basically thing in the Bible before God comes back after the church. I mean, it's close at hand, people. And it's not going to be an easy time. You know, Bible talks about a lot of people looking forward to it and think it'll be a bright day. He said it's going to be a dark day. You and I today, we need to get our mind and our heart upon the things of God. Forget about this world. Start putting their faith and trust in God because, you know, the wonderful part about it, he said, I won't leave you, I won't forsake you. I'll go with you all the way even unto the end. You and I, I don't know what we'll be facing before this life is over, but if we put our faith and trust in God, we can be sure he's going to be there with us. And I'm going to read in a couple of different places in the New Testament. Uh, Paul writing... To those that follow me, Timothy and Titus, and I want you to listen close to these few verses we read, and I've quoted this eighth verse so many times, but you know, I'm afraid a lot of times we lose sight of the blessings of God. We lose sight of what God's already done for us. And we're sort of like that saying, what are you going to do for me today? Instead of seeing, we already owe a debt we're never going to be able to repay. What God done for us yesterday and throughout life, we'll never be able to pay him. Even if we live obedient unto God unto death, we could never pay him for what he's already done for us. And I want each and every one of you, as we're reading here in the 6th chapter of 1 Timothy, and listen close to this scripture. The 6th chapter, and I'm going to start with the 6th verse. But godliness with contentment is great gain. Now right there. If we know our heart's right with God, then we need to learn to be content. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. You know, there's never been a baby that's ever come into this world with a one stitch of clothing on it. It comes in naked. And though they might dress you in some fine suit of clothes, or a beautiful dress as you're laying there in the casket. You're going out before God just as naked as you were when you come in unless 
you have the robe of righteousness upon you. Then the last verse there, and having food and raiment, let us therewith be content. Let us therewith, let us be therewith content. And, you know, each and every one of us, God's blessed us with much more than what we actually need. How many of us have far more than food and raiment? You know, uh, I had two grandsons that was doing some camping this week. And one of the nights, it was 32 degrees when I woke up in the morning. And this morning, it was 31 there at my house. And their fire went out during the night, and they had fixed up a thing to where they had fire sort of inside next to where they were sleeping. And it was real warm when they went to sleep, but when they woke up, it was cold. But yet, even in that, they had a warm bed they could go to. But even in that, God was still supplying. And you and I, so many times, there's things we want in life and we think that God's let us down because we didn't get our wants. But oh, I can look back over my life and see so many times. If I'd have got what I wanted, it was not for my good. You and I, God has promised us what he supplies to us. It's going to be for our good if we'll just be patient. Then in uh, Titus, the third chapter, which is the last one, and the eighth verse. This is a faithful saying, and these things I will that thou affirm constantly that they which have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable unto men. Now, in this, here Paul was telling Timothy uh, exactly what uh, he was expecting Timothy to do to pass on, in other words, to those around. Um, but godliness with contentment is great gain. And then here he was telling Titus uh, there at the end, these things are good and profitable unto men. You and I today, if we'll come back to the Scripture, no matter what's going on in the world, we come back to the Scripture, we can see that God's looking out for you and I and he's ready to supply our each and every need. I don't know what we're going to be facing before the time comes in like we were studying there in Sunday school. A lot of time, Christian people, we think, oh, that it's going to be easy. Why? Because I'm a Christian now. But God has let us know their trouble, their trials, their things that are going to come our way. Look at Paul and Paul suffered. Not because of he given but because that he took his stand for God you and I today if I come down to the same thing that it being required of us to stand firm upon the things of God but because of that the law and the things of man 
coming down upon it. But God is still promised. I'll supply your need. I'm sure the devil thought, just like he did that when Christ was being crucified, when Paul was coming up to be buried, the devil thought, I'm going to win this victory. But Paul left the testimony. The devil didn't win. I won. And his word is still here because he was faithful to God. It's still here to encourage all of those that want to believe and follow God. You and I today, if we'll take our stand, I don't know what's going to come before the end, but our life can make a difference as I was thinking the other day about Dad that didn't have a second grade education. I think about the most money Dad ever made on a job work. It was about $3.75 an hour. He traveled to preach the gospel, taking the last dollar he had with no promise of being given anything in return. But what he left behind was more than any money could ever amount to. Why? Because he proved God is faithful. He never left him somewhere or another with not the way to get home. God has always been faithful. Oh, I remember so many times that preaching a message where he went to preach and all he had was, I think, enough money for a bus fare home. And as he was coming up there, there was a man sitting there that had no land begging for money so he could get something to eat. And Dad walked by and he said, it's just like God spoke to him. Give him that money. And Dad said, if I do, I don't have enough to get home. And he said a couple of times, God told him that. And he finally said, well, I'll walk across the mountain. And he dropped the money there. The man said, thank you. Now I can give you some need today. Then started walking and got out of the line of the bus stop and found more than twice the money. Then he was causing him to get home. Why? Because God is faithful. And can we believe in what God's asking of us? You know, I can remember with my own self there were some singers that come on a Wednesday night to our church or at Crone Hill to sing. And God laid it on me to give them some money. But it was all that I had to do me to Friday. Uh, I just finally said, okay, I give it to them. The very next day I had a helper. And we was driving coming up to a stop sign there in the grass beside the road just caught my eye something didn't look right I stopped and let the car was on a bit of a slope and I let it drift back and I said what is that laying there he opened the door and he said how did you see that I'd put two dollars in the offer in the last two that I had and it's a five dollar bill laying there in the grass 
God knew when he asked me to give the two, he was going to give me five the next day. You and I today, can we trust God in what he's asking us? We don't see tomorrow. We don't understand what's out there. But God does. He said, be faithful to me today. I'll take care of you tomorrow. That's what each and every one of us need to do here. And what I was reading to you. We need to know beyond the shadow of any doubt. God's the one in control. And he's the one that's able to supply our needs. And, you know, even the least kid here in this building, granted, Mom and Dad has put money out to put clothes on them, but they have things in this world that they consider their possessions far more than what they had when they come into this world. And you and I, God daily supplies us. Oh, I love that back in the Psalms and stuff where Dad, I remember... Said, oh, I give one more. T- I give everything if I could re- preach one more time on this. And it was God daily loads me with benefits. <laughs> you and I, how much do we recognize that God gives us each and every day? We get up just thinking, oh, there's gonna be food there on the table, but there's people in the world that don't have that. God is bountifully supplied their need and much, much more. We just have to be faithful of them. I don't know how long, but it might just be a short while. But all we need to be concerned about is if very day we live, even if the world lasts for a long time yet, this might be my last day. It could be your last day to live. Don't worry about what's going out next week. Are you faithful and being obedient unto God? This very day that you're living, if we will put our faith and trust in God, God has proven that he's faithful. We were studying in Sunday school there. You know, God's never done that for me yet. But he's the same God, and if it was necessary, I believe God can still raise the dead. And you and I, you know, I don't know what it's going to be like. You know, that song that Dad wrote, Sky Will Be Filled, I've tried that, give that to two different outfits to get them to record that song. Nobody wants to record it. And it's such a beautiful song, I think. Because they, I guess, don't believe that. They're part of this, I guess, stolen away bunch. Uh, Think that God's going to come and steal the church out because the Bible said he's coming as a thief. What he was meaning by that, nobody expects the thief. Nobody knows when that thief is coming. That's what he was saying, in other words. You're not going to know when I'm coming. Not that I'm coming to steal that that belongs to me. 
That's, that's stupidity. He don't need to steal that that is his. He's coming to get his. And you and I, you know, when that time comes, the world is going to be shocked and surprised. Why do you think then that they're going to be running and crying for the rocks and the mountains to fall on them? They're going to realize there is a God. And I'm going to have to give an account of everything that I've done and said. Oh, I've worked with guys that was so foolish. Say, oh, I'm going to get me a job in hell shoveling coal. No, that's not going to be the thing they're going to be wanting. They're going to be just like the rich man. They're going to be pleading for just a drop of water, but never getting that prayer answered. But oh, I'm so thankful God has got his ear open today to you and I will call upon him in his time. For us to wake up here, Paul, as he was instructing these that he was going to be leaving, trusting them to take care of the church after he was gone. Me and you today, if we don't live for the Lord, if we don't pass on what has been given to us, who's going to? Where can you depend upon the young people to go and hear the gospel this day and time? You know, each and every one of us, there's churches all around that will preach things that is not supported by the Bible because it's something they believe or something they want. You know, uh, granted, the Pope don't know anything about God, and I know the world, to hear me say something like that, would think that was foolish, because after all, he's so important. But if he knew anything about God, he wouldn't be accepting the praise that they try to honor him with. But above all of that, he's going contrary to the very word of God, and saying that the church is going to start recognizing same-sex union. You and I today, God tells us that I hate. It's an abomination. So every church, every person on the face of the earth can accept that and say it's okay. God has said it's not. So you and I, when we stand before God, if we give in to that, God said, I'm going to judge you the same as them. So we better take our stand on the word of God and what it says and, <coughs> and be faithful. Because right here, now listen to this one time. But godliness with contentment is great gain. You and I today, we need to read the Bible to find out what is godliness what God accepts, and then yield ourselves unto God's will. You know, that's something that is not easy. You know, things that God has asked of me in my life has not always been easy. Uh, accepting the calling to preach was not an easy thing, and God's given me several messages in my life it still stands out in my mind because they were so hard 
to bring myself to preach what God wanted because I knew of people that it was going to be hidden. And yet, God, when you yield yourself to it, God blesses and anoints it. You and I today, we must stand on the word of God. And, and the rest of that there, for we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. Having food and raiment, let us, there, let us be therewith content. You and I today, you know, godliness, being content with the things God has given us. Well, you look back in the Bible at the men of God taking their stand for God, wouldn't back down, even to the point of being in a place where God was sending a bird to feed them. You and I today, how much are we blessed above that? We have never had to come to the point where we had to go off and hide and let God feed us because of that that was the opposition against us. Another place you'll find, the Bible said, you've not resisted unto blood. None of us have been to the place that Paul was beat, left for dead. None of us has had to suffer anything like that. The worst has been done to us is somebody speaks something that hurt our feelings. But I've never been taken out and beat for the gospel of Christ. So I'm blessed above measure. I need to learn to be content, be satisfied with what God's given me. Why? Because I look down and I see I don't deserve what God has already supplied. Why should I ask for any more? You and I today, we need to come humbly down before God and see ourselves for who we really are. Are we yielding 100% ourselves to God's will? That's not always easy, but it's still the best way to go. Why? Because when we do, we not only have what God God had promised to us here, but he'd go far beyond that. He'll supply us blessing. That money came by. He'll give us that that our soul need, that we can delight ourselves in that. When we sit and read the Bible all by ourselves, God can pour out his spirit so he can just talk to it, and our soul just bubble up on the inside with the blessings of God. And that's what God's asking of each and every one of us. Be obedient unto him, and then he'll take care of the rest. While we get some song to sing, please, I beg you, look at what God's already done for you and how faithful are you to him and what he's asking of you. You know, there's people that, been Christians for years and you never hear them testify never hear them give God any praise any glory for anything you know uh, you can hear people that's supposed to be Christians and the comments and the things that they say you know reveals apparently they don't know I heard a testimony of a person today uh, somebody's asking her how long she was going to sing and she said 
Well, they could see her uh, if they could see her when she reaches a hundred. That she gonna have her bleach blonde hair and then named the way she'd be dressed. And I thought, man, that's not like a Christian. You and I today, the world does not know what a Christian truly is. All those are a lot of people making a living off of singing and playing Christian music. But their heart is not right with God. It's a form and a fashion, but they don't know what it is to really have the Spirit of God dwelling on the inside and living according to what the Bible says. You and I today, if we truly love God, let the love of God shine forth in our heart and life where the world can see that we're godly and we're content. Not because we want to brag upon it, but because that you can see. You Look back there in the Bible. The men of God, they knew it. People would look at them and see, and they knew they were special. Elijah, Elijah, Paul, John, the disciple, they stood out. Look at Stephen. The message he left cost his life, and he prayed almost the prayer Christ did as he was dying. Paul remembered that because I was standing there holding the coats of those in stone, Stephen. I believe that's why Paul, everything had come his way, he must have been thinking, I deserve this because of what I did. I deserve this. Look back at our life and see what did we ever do that we deserve the blessings of God? No, we deserve the punishment, the thing for sin, for the things we did. But God has been merciful to us and he's reached out arms of love. Let's make sure we take our stand for him while we sing. Will you come? If your heart's not right with God, Will you come today? God sees you for who you truly are.